0: Welcome to Lead with Clarity, where we help you focus on what matters most. I'm your host, Scott Sutherland, and I'm here with, again, my lovely wife, Shondell, and our great leadership development coach, Melanie Montgomery. How are both of you doing? And what is one word that would describe how you're feeling right now?
1: I am excited, excited, excited.
2: That was the word I was going to choose, too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I stole it right out from underneath. Yeah,
2: Uh, yeah, excited, enthusiastic.
1: I love it. Great. We are so excited to have you, Melanie. You're our first guest, and we've been actually waiting to have you on uh, so that we could really talk about what you're doing in leadership development, and you have had a huge win. And so we're going to jump right in. you got to tell us about... Well, I read this article of you in the newspaper, and I knew you were off doing this, but you got some really great press, and talk to us about what you were doing last week.
2: Yeah, so um, I am part of this amazing nonprofit organization called Native Action Network, and the whole purpose of this program, or this um, nonprofit, is to really help Native women develop leadership skills, and really figure out how we find our place within our communities, and Within the bigger scope. And the two uh, co founders are really, they really want to help people run for office and, and find a place in, in the political scope and the elected officials. And so we created this boot camp that was specifically designed to uh, prepare women to run for elected office. Mm-hmm. And we had 20 women come to this program, and it was the first one. Um and they were there to develop the skill sets, but also the experience and the knowledge and the confidence uh, to start that journey. And so I was able to do um, clarity assessments with the twenty ladies and uh, debrief and coaching ahead of time. And so I met with each one of them and got to know them and really uh, talked them through who they are, but most importantly, what their strengths were and took some time to celebrate their wonderfulness and and what they brought to the table. And so during the the weekend, we spent time with elected officials and teaching them what it was and um, on the leadership scope, but also the kind of more um, technical scope of how do you do it? And they left there motivated and excited and ready to take their next step. And we had several people who at the beginning weren't quite sure what their path was, and then at the end had decided that they probably wanted to run. So it was an amazing experience and so much fun. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, that is fantastic. Melanie, those women must have been on fire after learning so much about them and how exciting that we're gonna see those ladies run for office and you had something to do with that. I love that.
0: Yeah, so Melanie, hey, what was it that uh, drew you into leadership development? Tell us a little bit about your background and really, what you're doing now.
1: And about that snazzy master's degree in organizational leadership, we have to talk a little bit about that. So go, Melanie.
2: Okay. Well, I kind of stumbled into it, honestly. Um, when I was, so um, one really important part about me is that I am a member of the Quinault Indian Nation. And growing up, it was instilled in me that I really needed to find a way to give back and that my purpose was being a leader in my community. Mm-hmm. And not really knowing what leadership meant at the the young age, I was like, okay, well, what can I do? So I decided to go into gaming and hospitality because my tribe had recently opened a casino and a hotel. And so I was like, I could do that. I could help make our property better. So I spent 17 years in a career in hospitality Um, And I got my bachelor's in hospitality business management and went to work for my tribe. And after I was doing that for a while, I was like, you know, I'm an introvert. (laughs) I don't really love being in customer service. Um, And I really loved hospitality, loved gaming, but it just wasn't my passion. And I decided to go back to school and uh, get a master's in organizational leadership And I wasn't really quite sure what I wanted to do with it. And as I was learning about myself and about leadership, I really just found my passion. And I realized that what I was put here to do was really help other people grow and develop. And that is what my strength was. And that was what I loved. And so in my last position, I was executive director of hospitality. And so I had a team of managers and I was really able to use them as guinea pigs and um, practice everything I was learning, but also really uh, test those leadership skills that I was building to really help them to grow. And in just watching my team um, shine just from being empowered, I was like, this is really what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually had uh, the pleasure of meeting Chandelle back in 2015, when she was working with a company that I work for, Seabrook. And She really sparked something in me uh, at our first meeting where she talked about coming to the table as your true vulnerable self and what that meant in leadership and what that meant in being a team. And it really helped me to see that the way that I was raised and really thought that you had to be as a professional and to fit into that, you know, cookie cutter thing that that was my industry I was really holding a lot of things back because I didn't feel like it was that professional side of me. Mm -hmm. And so I really started that journey of understanding myself and realizing that when I could come to the table as my full self and show, um, show up as that vulnerable person, it really changed how I led. And -hmm. that really started me on my journey. And so when, um, when I decided to transition, the perfect opportunity came up to work with with you guys and and that was the perfect way to transition.
1: Yeah, we're pretty excited to have snagged you because <laughs> you were just walking out the door of one opportunity and then we got the contract to work with Penalt which we are so honored. Oh my goodness, we're so honored. Um, but we really needed you. And yet, boy, did we, we didn't even know what we were getting. I mean, you have helped uh, so many people already. And I feel like it's just been a couple months and you've already improved our processes and procedures. And uh, it's just such a delight. I know Scott, being the COO, is really appreciative of what you've contributed already to us.
0: Yes, I am. And it is great because we do need systems, processes that, uh, that make sense and make everything so much easier. So, yeah, we do appreciate that. Yes. So, Melanie, how are you using your experience in developing leaders now?
2: I think that I am I've had a very unique upbringing um, and experiences throughout my life have just given me a very uh, unique perspective on leadership and and who people are. Um, I was raised by a, a Quinault woman a very strong Quinault woman. Um, We're very active in our community and in my culture. And that is really like the foundation of who I am. But at the same time, my father uh, is non-native and he served in the Marine Corps and we lived in Olympia. And so I really uh, grew up in, in two different worlds where Um, There were two different atmospheres and environments, and and in order to be successful in both, I really had to learn how to adapt to each um, community, where in growing up, I had to be a little bit more loud and, and upfront in my community, I could be a little bit more quiet and introspective, and so I really learned that how to adapt at a very young age, but I didn't realize that that was happening until years later. Um, And as I I went through my career, I realized that I thought in order to be successful in my career, which hospitality is very male dominated, it's very, um, it has a very old culture and one that isn't really necessarily suited for. A young woman to be successful because who what I bring to the table isn't really what existed there and so I felt myself constantly um holding back and not being my true self because I felt that that's what my environment required of me and um as I grew up, I saw so many other people doing that and I saw so many leaders in all levels really just um not being a leader that the people on their team needed at that time and so sometimes as leaders we can stifle instead of empower and it's not that we're doing it intentionally but there are so many differences in cultures where if I do one thing to one group it's going to seem like disrespectful whereas that's just the norm in another group and Mm -hmm. so I started seeing those things play out and I started seeing people stifled and and frustrated and and not growing and I wanted to do something about it. I wanted to help change that. And so when I started developing a lot of these these skills and using the the approaches that Shandel group uses of you know how do we get rid of blame? How do we really understand ourselves? How do we communicate in positive ways? It really started changing our culture, changing our environment at my previous workplace. And I saw people thriving and so I feel like I've been through so much in my short life um, (laughs) and just like different experiences but all that I was doing is creating a lot of reference points that now I can look back on and say like okay this is how that works and this is and so it really gave me a good understanding of how different cultures worked and how to come in and and help people thrive
1: Mm, Melanie, that is so beautiful, and really, that's what we love doing. And your your, uh, I think I call it your testimony is perfect for what you are doing now with other leaders and other aspiring people who have all the potential in the world, but they don't know how. They have did they don't have a degree in organizational leadership. They don't have uh, the experience that you have, and I think that's the magic of Chandel Group that we've had is that. We have really simple tools that give a big impact. And we know how to take leaders to their next level. And it really is getting to that authentic part of who they are. And uh, I have, you know, that's been like six years, Melanie, since you had that training. And isn't it beautiful how being a leader who is willing to change, being a leader who is willing to take information into your soul and, uh, you know, be the best you can be, but also be willing to change the parts that aren't the best, and I just am so impressed with what you have accomplished in six years. It is astounding to me. I am just impressed over and over again, so we are really excited to have you, so um, we've got about just a few more minutes, and uh, we for sure, hey Scott, we have got to do part two, so I'm just saying that right now. We haven't even got to the Native Action Day, and I know there were so many things that our listeners would really glean uh, from that. So, Melanie, you'll uh, you'll stick around, right, for one more time? Okay, good. <laughs> All right, yeah, absolutely. I love it. All right, so let me um, ask you one more question. What do you love most about seeing leaders grow? When you go in to work with a team, you know, and you're you're there representing Shandell Group and you are in your uh, zone, what do you love seeing leaders do at the end of the time that you're with them?
2: That's such a good question. Um I think that one of the things that I love is seeing leaders kind of find their niche and, and really get to know themselves and yeah. find their value and really just gain that confidence. Like at the beginning they're a little unsure. A lot of times we're working, at least I have been working with uh newer leaders, um, up and coming leaders. And so they're really just unsure of themselves sometimes and seeing them gain that confidence and ready to just take on the world. I think it is the thing that, that I love the most.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you're killing it. And I love our, our team right now, like um, just to mention a couple, like you're bringing up the up and coming leaders. Alan is grabbing those leaders that want their first time headed toward the executive suite. And I have the honor of working with the seasoned leaders and the executives that I want to get to their next level. And so we're, we're leveling up everyone in our little sphere. They all go together. And it's just a delight. We're so grateful um, for what's happening there. So we have this little saying, and uh, I think you know that we're going to land the plane which sometimes we do touch and goes, we're not going to lie, but uh, as we end part one of, of this time with you, Melanie, um, a few takeaways that I hear, and maybe you can jump in if you have a couple more, but a few takeaways that after a listener sat and listened to how amazing you are, is one, people have got to get to their authentic self. They don't have to be any, anything, but what they are. They may, you know, they may need to overcome some weaknesses, of course, but they are on a path to be as great as they choose to be. And so there's one, I'll bounce it back to you. What do you think another takeaway is?
2: Yeah, I definitely think that that's a huge one. And also that We really, in order to be our best selves, we really need to figure out what we're good at and lean into it and really, um, value that and, and push ourselves into those spaces while also seeing like, okay, maybe I do need to work on this or that. (laughs) Right. And,
1: and the third thing I'd say is just, we continue to just see the power of that clarity report and you taking 20 new leaders that as a result of that and other leadership, um, insights were able to say, I'm going to make such a difference that I'm going to run for political office. Like, that is just awesome. Like, if we could continue to have that kind of impact. And I think that's what leaders do, right? Leaders create the opportunity for more leaders to grow and to thrive.
2: And do you have another one? Or I think that's pretty good. But do you have one more you want to add? Oh, man, I was listening to you. So now I need to think for a second. (laughs) you can keep thinking but i
1: have one more i think that i'm going to grab while you think is uh blame i loved how you just grabbed that out and just said that we blame others for where we're at or we blame things instead of taking ownership and we're seeing that, of course, right now, rampant in social media and news and all that stuff. And it's like, let's just all own it. Let's take our responsibility and quit blaming. And so I love the fact that you grabbed that word as one of the things that you're really doing. That was powerful.
2: I think, and, and just kind of to add to that, which is, I don't know, a takeaway or maybe a little extra, but as we're, as we're in uh, teams, when we make a mistake or a mistake mm-hmm. happens, instead of looking at who did it and blaming each other, really seeing mistakes are an opportunity for growth. If we don't make mistakes, we're never going to learn. So let's celebrate mistakes and then just figure out how do we grow from this? Mm,
1: I love it. Okay, we seriously have to get this plane on the tarmac now. So find us at Shondell.com and learn more about the Clarity Report and all the tools that we've been talking about But you got to learn more about Melanie. And so you can find her profile um, either on our website or on her LinkedIn. And also, we want you to start following her on our CAVU series. So again, put in the show notes, but Shondell Group backslash CAVU, where you can find her uh, wisdom. We love to hear from her. And um, of course, we also want to just give a big plug for the NativeActionNetwork.org. Is that right, Melanie? Yeah, we're just really proud of the work that they're doing and really super grateful. So as always, be the best you can be today and we'll catch you next time.